The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. We want a big miracle in this. We want it in a certain way, in a certain place, in a certain time. And in doing that, we miss the miracle we weren't looking for. Next on Life Today, Carrie and Chris Shook help us trust that Jesus stands ready to guide us to the miracles we most need and possibly least expect. I think so many times we get to a place of dead end and we think it's over, but that place of dead end is just the phase that he takes you through to get to deliverance. Thank all of you. Welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have Carrie and Chris Shook with us at the Church of the Woodlands. Now, you know, Betty and I were uh, greater Houston area young people, and that's where we in Pasadena, a suburb of Houston, we fell in love and, and married, and I was called to preach there before we got married. <laughs> and uh, we, we love the Houston area. We were a little concerned about some things going on there. Uh, a little bit that I think should cause us some concern, and I know Carrie and Chris are concerned about it. The beautiful thing that I've seen this young couple do is touch so many young people. I mean, just thousands uh, have found their way not only into the church, but they they found a, a personal relationship with Christ. And in a day when there's so much attraction and distraction from that which really matters, when you find Christ lifted up by, by a couple in such a way that young people are attracted, and they fall in love with the person this couple points to, and that is the person of Jesus. Now, this book is called Find Your Miracles, The Miracle of Jesus, and uh, everybody needs a miracle. They, they actually list several of these. They talk about the source of miracles. Jesus is healer. He's provider. This is interesting. He's the storm chaser. No doubt he can calm storms. I have an idea they're alluding to that. Well, the life giver. Well, we want them to, to literally share with us why they wrote the book and what they want you to hear. Would you welcome uh, Carrie and Chris Shook to life today? We're glad to have them back. I think it's been a while since you've been here. Yes, it has. It's so good to be back with you, James and Betty. Is the a lot bigger now? Is it growing it's, a lot? It keeps growing, thanks to the Lord. You know, God just does. We have to blame God for that one. I want you to talk to us about this book sure. because uh, I believe in miracles. Mm-hmm. Uh, God still works miracles. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about it. Well, a survey just came out. This is 87% of Americans believe in miracles. And I think it's 78% of millennials believe in miracles. Mm -hmm. um, but we wanted to really give a biblical perspective of miracles because we believe God works miracles in our lives. Uh, and so we studied the miracles of Christ. And in it, James and Betty, we found that there were so many principles in his miracles that were the same. And one was... He always starts with the miracle you need most, the miracle you feel you need most. Jesus always comes right where we are to meet us at our point of need. And I love that about the Lord, that he knows what's on our heart. Uh, blind Bartimaeus in scripture, he came up to him and said, what is it that you need? What do you want me to do for you? And he said, I want to see. So I'm thankful for that. But the other principle that God really gave us was that not only does he meet us at our point of need, but he also wants to take you to what you need most, a deeper relationship with him. 
Okay, when you touch on these different chapters that I referenced, mm -hmm. pick up on one or two of those that we we referenced and just touch on it. Would you tell us what uh, what you want people to hear? Yeah, definitely. I know that uh, in uh, the first chapter we talk about a miracle map. Uh, and the miracle map is really that embedded in the miracles of Christ, James, are these principles that are all through Scripture. And we list them, you know, that Jesus starts with the miracle you need most. Then he gets you to the miracle you really need most, that deeper relationship with him. But the third one is he does it in his time and in his way. And that's where we struggle a lot of times. Mm -hmm. You know, we're at this dead end or we're going through a time of delay, or God's not answering us the way we think He should, and He does it a different way. And it doesn't make sense to us, this side of heaven, so many Maybe times. Maybe not as fast as we want oh, it. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. our timing is so different mm -hmm. from God's. And yeah. I've learned that, that at miracles I've seen in, in my life personally, it's sometimes it, it seemed like it was a long time before I got what I thought had asked for or something, but it's because God wanted to show me some other things along the way that I would have missed maybe if I'd gone straight to what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. We feel that all the time, but it's our, our limited view, our perspective. Yeah. We want things instantly. Yeah. Okay. And Chris and I have prayed for miracles, and sometimes you see God answered just like that. We love that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But sometimes many times, that yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen that mm -hmm. way. But like you said, it's so true that we learn through the process. And uh, yeah, I would like to just have a, a quick fix uh, most of the time, but uh, instead, usually there's something in my, uh, in my character, something that desperately needs to be changed that even if I don't see it, it's directly affected somehow. Mm -hmm. And I get a chance to grow. Um, you know, God has a chance to, uh, he, he shows other people his love. Maybe it turns out it wasn't all about me anyway. Yeah. You know, the miracle, it was um, a, a way that God can use to show his glory and share his love a lot of times with it's others. The, it's the journey mm -hmm. yes. to getting yes. up to there. And I know many times I'll, I'll look back on the journey and I say, God, thank you for not letting me miss this yes. or that, you know, mm -hmm. because it added character and relationship mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. And he has that eternal perspective that, yeah we just don't have that we can't really grasp. I think so many times we get to a place of dead end and we think it's over, but that place of dead end is just the phase that he takes you through to get to deliverance. Mm -hmm. And it didn't feel like that at the time. Yeah, and over and over again in our lives, he's taken us to a place of dead end and it feels like you know the dream has died or you know that there's no way through the brick wall, but it's really just the place right before deliverance where you're totally depending on him. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the deliverance comes in ways that, you know, we weren't expecting. Many times we think we're in a storm and God's punishing us or he's trying to get us for being out of his will. But a lot of times we're in the middle of God's will and we're in the middle of a terrible storm. And the good news is he has the power to chase that storm away. Sometimes he just allows us to go through the storm to chase things out of our character that shouldn't be there. We always say he'll either take the storm out of your life or he'll take you through the storm and make you a different person. But I, I know every person who's watching is going through a storm of some sort in their life. And it may be the, the most difficult storm they've ever gone through. And the good news is he's right in the middle of the storm. You know, James, I, when I think about Jesus walking on the water, it says he came to them in the middle of the night in the storm and they got scared. They thought he was a ghost or, you know, what is this? Because they weren't expecting Jesus to come to them in the storm. 
and we don't expect God to show up a lot of times in the storm. We expect to meet him at church or when we're having our quiet time or when we're, you know, having a, a wonderful time in the Lord. But when we're in the storm, you know, he shows up. He's in the middle of that storm if we're looking for him. You know, I think it's interesting. I'm, I'm glancing over here at the side while you're talking, and I, 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 I know you're going to see some close-ups. This is called a determined eagle. Beautiful. And, uh, you know, when we had the sculpture designed it, and we wanted it actually, this bronze, to be painted, and it's magnificent, but you can see determination in his eye. And, and I, I want to pick up on what he was saying because I think this is going to prove to be perhaps the most treasured uh, bronze we've ever offered you when you give life to others. Now think about this. An eagle seeks turbulence to rise higher, and he gets a greater, higher perspective. The other thing is that this magnificent bird is designed for speed it cannot generate, oh. and it catches the winds at jet stream speed on occasion and travels far faster than any bird could travel by his own strength. And you know, we need to see, Carrie uh, and Chris, that we are designed for speed and life that we cannot in our own strength accomplish. The spirit-filled right. life, mm -hmm. the Christian right. witness, yeah. the overcomer, the more than conqueror, the ambassador, the faithful, fearless witness. So God gives us his indwelling spirit, but we don't need to fear the storms. We can actually soar on the turbulence of the times, and that's what's actually written about this. I think it's very significant that you see this. We send a little parchment like this about the determined eagle that actually soars on the turbulences of the time and the challenges of the day. Mm. People need to learn that that's because right. that in itself is a miracle. That's right. Because when you've had everything taken out from under you, like what's happened to a lot of our friends in Louisiana that are trying mm -hmm. to recover, they're going to have to be lifted by a greater power. That's right. Uh, that's greater than the water that took out a lot of the things that were their treasures mm -hmm. and their possessions and their, their comfort. And we're living in turbulent times. Very much And I so. think we need that miracle. You know, when you talk about okay. miracles, I really need to ask you this because uh, there are a lot of folks uh, uh, like us. We just, uh, we've been ministering to one of our friends whose best friend uh, just lost a little, a little two-year-old. Mm. Uh, and it's really tough. And then, of course, we lost a 40-year-old daughter, our daughter. Mm. And as Betty and I were thinking about this, even with the loss of this two-year-old, every birthday for the next 38 years, they're going to be thinking, we watched our daughter sow life. She sowed life every day of her life for 40 years. This little child didn't get to live very long. But we all had to have a miracle. Mm. And, and i got to ask you, when you don't get the healing miracle, you don't get the expected raise or job or whatever it was you consider that's so important. What kind of miracle does it take to live without the expected miracle? Where does that come from? I think that's a great question. And in our lives, we found that a lot of times we're looking in one place for a miracle. We want a big miracle in this. We want it in a certain way, in a certain place, in a certain time. And in doing that, we miss the miracle we weren't looking for. We forget to, to even look, to turn our heads, to change our focus and see that God is working a miracle in a different place, maybe in a different place of our lives, um, in someone else's life, uh, in a different area that we weren't expecting. Mm. And uh, Carrie and I have learned that instead of asking, you know, why did this happen to me or why did this not happen to me? It's recognizing the, the flip side of that. What have I been given? 
and uh, God, what is in my life that you are expecting me to use for you? The miracle of the fig tree, I think is really interesting in the Bible when we talk about this in in the book, because it's not what you would expect. It, usually we think of a miracle as being something that is adding value. But in the miracle of the fig tree, Jesus was hungry. He was walking on this dusty road with his disciples and he saw a fig tree and it had leaves on it. And so he was hungry. So he went over to have some figs and there was no fruit on the tree. And in fig trees, the leaves appear the same time as the fruit. So if there's leaves, there should be fruit. Hmm. And there was no fruit. And so the Bible says that he commanded that the fig tree would wither and die and be no more because it wasn't producing. It gave the appearance of having fruit. It gave the appearance on the outside of being something that should be very uh, life-giving and full. full. Um, But there was nothing. It was only leaves. And so Carrie and I um, have learned in really studying that miracle uh, that we need to be careful of having the appearance of having fruit, you know, just having all the leaves in full bud, but not having the fruit there. And that there's a lot that God expects of my character in accordance with what he's given me, the things I've been blessed with. What I, instead of looking at what, what do I not have? Is there anything else in this life, Lord, that I don't have? Lord, what have you given me? What am I responsible for? How can I cultivate this orchard that you've given me? And, uh, and to me, that's where we've seen maybe the greatest miracles in our lives. Yeah. And, And I think James, that when you go through that time where God doesn't come through like you think that he should, I think it's okay to express your anger to God. Mm-hmm. I talked to a, a young man whose wife was diagnosed with cancer and they'd mm-hmm. just been married, stage three cancer. And and he came to us, we prayed with him and, and he said, I'm really mad at God. And everybody tells me, don't get mad at God. And I said, that's okay because as long as you pour it out to him, because he loves you and he's big enough to handle it. Pour out your anger and your hurt and your grief. The only thing you shouldn't do is turn away from him because that's kind of what we want to do when he doesn't come through. We're disappointed. And I know in scripture, Mary was disappointed when he didn't come right away to heal her brother Lazarus. Mm -hmm. She didn't understand. She believed in him so much and she knew he was going to come through and he loved them. And then he didn't. And it says that she stayed at home and Martha ran out to meet him. And, and then Jesus, ask for her. Martha came back and said, the teacher's asking for you. And I love that when we turn away from him, he's still coming to us. He's still asking for us. And, and it's, there's so many questions we'll never be able to answer until we get to heaven. But the good news is, you know, he is the answer. His mm-hmm. presence is with us. And so that's what we hope people get from the book is that the ultimate miracle is Jesus. It's not the presence that he gives us, it's his presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah that that's the only way we can make it when it doesn't happen the way we think it should. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know where, do you want to say something about that? Do you, I don't know where all our viewers are right now, but there are not many people who don't need a miracle of some sort. Let me, let me just pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone watching right now. I don't know what's going on in their life, but I know you are the miracle worker. And I know that you are the presence of of a calmness and a comfort and a peace that goes beyond our ability to even comprehend. And we know there are people that need that right now. But we also know, Lord, there are people that just want to reach out and touch you Mm. and be healed. Yes. And I pray, Lord, that just this moment, that many who are battling and struggling in some way would just say, Jesus, Mm. touch me. I reach out to you. 
and work a miracle in my life. Right now, heal me. Heal the relationships. Heal the broken heart. Do it, Lord. In Jesus' name. You see the phone number there on the screen? It's always there for you. If you want someone to pray with you, someone to care, someone you can share your heart with, your concerns, someone to agree with. Many times when you talk to one of our prayer partners, you'll talk to someone who understands exactly where you are. So please feel an open invitation to say, I'm going to reach out and just come in agreement with someone. Uh, if you'd like to have the book that uh, Carrie and Chris have written, it's uh, Find Your Miracle. Uh, it is in the bookstores. You can get it online, but I tell you what, if our viewers will actually help us, and I'm, I'm going to refer back to this <clears throat> because I, I want to I really impress upon you. When we set our wings to soar, to be carried not only by the Spirit and the grace of God, but even the challenges and turbulence of the very times we live in, we can soar like an eagle. And I'm believing right now as we face these challenging times and we ask God to be a miracle in our lives, that we're going to come to understand more fully than ever that the best way to get our prayers answered is seek to be an answer to someone else's prayer. Be the instrument of God. Be His hands, be His love right now. And reach out and touch someone. Isaiah 58, so appropriate for this moment that when we allow the power of God to break the bond of oppression, affliction, defeat, set captives free, and then we begin to look beyond ourselves and meet the needs of others, he says, I'm going to answer quickly. He says, I'll be your rear guard. I, I'm going to look out for you. And then the miracle, you'll be a well-watered garden. You talk about soaring, and you'll repair the foundation, freedom's foundation, the future. That's what we do. And you know where it all starts? God set me free to do your will, to soar, and to be an answer to someone else's prayer. We're going to ask all of our viewers to join us, and I want you to look into an area right now that is just filled with heartache because there's been no water, no rain, and because they have no clean water. But let me tell you something. You're going to be a miracle. You are going to be, without any question, someone's miracle. Yeah. Watch this. And we're here today in the heart of Africa, and we walked upon this water source. Personally, it almost makes me nauseous just watching them collect it and drink it. But this is their life. Yambo. Yambo. This lady has lost two, two of her kids. Who? This one. And uh, what's what's her name? We talk with the baby. Emeline, Emeline. Emeline? Yes. Emeline, so she's lost two children yes. from the bad water. Bad water, yes. yes. Wow. Tragedy. It's a word we use for an unbelievable loss, like the deaths of Emmeline's two children. But Emmeline's tragedy goes beyond loss of life. It's her helplessness to change what precipitated it. 
contaminated drinking water. God has blessed our efforts to provide over 5,000 water wells around the world, but we shouldn't make the mistake of thinking our work is done. As it stands today, in this village, Emmeline can either give her remaining children the same filthy water that killed their siblings, or even worse, withhold water altogether. And that's a decision that no parent should have to make. Can I just say thank you to those of you who are watching now? You know, Betty, we found sometimes, you know, we want to be ministered to, and rightly so, we want to be, we want to receive spiritual food and water. And then when you look and you see something that breaks your heart, it's, it's, it's easy sometimes to look away. You didn't look away, so I want to say this to you. I believe God caught your attention, and I believe He wants to move your heart to where a real legitimate need captures your heart and you identify with God's heart, just like that mother. She's lost two children. She doesn't want to lose the others. And she's a representative of so many. As a matter of fact, our missionaries have just reported that in places like Burundi and other places in Africa, seven specific nations, the drought is so severe that unless we drill wells immediately in those areas, no way to describe the devastation. And we've got to drill 188 wells now. And then we're also going to have to find a way to get some water in where there is no way to drill a well. So when we see a need, Betty, that seems impossible, then we believe the God, the miracle-working one who provides through yielded vessels, the miracles. I believe our viewers are going to be the answer to every mother's cry for her children. And I believe we're going to have the water wells because... I think the people who are watching are either going to be able to help or they're praying and God's going to answer their prayers. Please help us with the water wells. You know what really touched my heart was she said every day a child dies from the water, the diseased water that they go to every day because they have to have water just to survive, James. Knowing that it's killing their babies, that has to be the heartache of a mother that you cannot explain with words, but her heart is broken. Let's please reach out to them and let's drill the water wells. Let's give them a well to go to that will not run dry of fresh, clean water. And I believe you're going to do it. With all my heart, I believe it. I think that the people who watch our program have found indescribable joy releasing the water of God's life and love to others. And right now, in a very tangible, a very specific way, we can be the miracle they long for. We can drill the wells. Would you please ask God, what does he want you to do? The wells cost $4,800. Betty, I'm being told this may be the last time we're able to keep the cost at that level. So please, let's right now, if you can drill a well, do it. 4,800 will drill a well. I pray you'll do it. If you can give 1,200 and pray three join or 2,400 and pray another joins, we've got a well. Most of the money, now please, please don't think I can't do that. How important is a cup of water? $48 will give 10 people water basically the rest of their life. 144 will give 30 water the rest of their life. We want to send you for any gift, Five Minutes with Jesus by Sheila Walsh a fresh infusion of joy. You know what a blessing she's been. This devotional book will be such a tremendous, tremendous blessing to you. And, and we have got uh, the 
no greater name than the name of Jesus as a gift for you to hang on the wall. And the beautiful, beautiful determined eagle bronze. I think the prettiest we've ever offered and what a message it carries. Would you go to the website you see there and use your bank card like a check or you can dial the number. Use your bank card like a check but make the gift God puts on your heart. Thank you so much for doing it. Thank you. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Our teams have recently located remote villages in Southern Africa where children are dying from contaminated, disease-ridden water. The situation is desperate. They need clean, disease-free water immediately. With your gift today, you can help drill 188 water wells in remote villages across seven African nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you Sheila Walsh's devotional, Five Minutes with Jesus, a fresh infusion of joy to help you find perspective in the midst of daily life and experience a deeper connection with God. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive our No Greater Name Canvas, a beautiful artistic expression of our Savior's name and a daily reminder of His presence in your life. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful new hand-painted Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Disease is the chief killer of children before the age of five caused by contaminated water. I'm standing by the answer. I'm standing by the solution. A well, I can operate very easily with one hand. Any child can do it. You've got clean water coming here, and this is life. This is life, and that's what you're providing when you help us drill water wells and give these simple pumps that any child can work. Thank you for helping. Well, we've asked God for the miracle in your life. Father, I just pray, whatever the need, you'll meet it. But thank you for our viewers who became a miracle for someone today, an undeniable miracle in Jesus' name. From the bottom of our heart, in behalf of so many, we thank you. If you'd like to have Karen and Chris's book, Find Your Miracle, and you'll read specifically how Jesus works, there's not a formula, but there are patterns, and he's a miracle worker. Would you join us in thanks to Gary uh, Chris, God bless y'all. Thank you, James and Dad. Bless Church of the Woodlands. Y'all visit sometime in the Houston area. Thank you for watching. Thanks a lot for helping us give water and give wells.
In his new book, Living Amazed, James Robison shares how divine encounters can change your life. Living Amazed, coming soon to online and retail bookstores. Exploring near-death experiences tomorrow. All across the globe, they don't describe the God of their culture, they describe the God of the Bible. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.